0: Let's go. You tuned in to Turbo Drive Live on Sega Sonic Radio <coughs> Yeah, I hate it when that happens. Uh, <coughs> uh, if you're wondering, obviously it just like the encoders freezes on me and then it just loops the same thing over and over again. But anyway, yes, welcome to Turbo Drive Live Live on Sega Sonic Radio again for another week, and I am your host D'Abo, yes, uh, with his uh, debonair voice and uh, randomness, I don't know, it's just one of those nights where you feel fine, you know, and you're you're fine, everything's hunky-dory as such, Uh, mainly because of new stuff, yay, new stuff. So, uh, but yeah, lots been happening this week, so it's gonna be quite a interesting night tonight for discussion and whatnot. so yes, uh, right, um <laughs> whatever that whatever um So, uh, yeah, uh, so yeah. <laughs> wimpy wimpy burp Um, yeah so welcome to the show Uh, hope everyone's doing alright I know I'm kinda not because I've got an annoying niggle Uh, there we go Uh, mm. I hate it when your body just totally doesn't like anything or is too sensitive Um, but yes welcome to the show and uh, if you're tuning in Welcome to the next hour and a half of boredom, people. Unless you don't want it to be boring, Boring, of course, it's also, you know, listener participation as such, so, you know, you have to be active, be active, be the man to talk in and sit, have your say on whatever's on your mind, you know. It's like if some gerbils was at your house and uh, they gnawed through the carpet, then You know, say about, man. Go on, talk about it. Anyway, uh, so yeah, welcome to the show. I'm Gubby. You know that if you've been listening to this show as long as possibly a couple of people have, um, then you know the spiel of the things. We've got Sonic News Rewind coming up very, very shortly, uh, followed up by uh, Turbo's First Impressions. Uh, And of course, if you have not known what has been out this week, then you must know what obviously Turbo's First Impressions should be this week because if you do not then there's definitely something wrong with you and you do not know know me as well as you should do. And I was going to think of a title that I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't have played to say that I would never uh, mention in Turville's First Impressions but I can't actually think of a bad title right now that came out this past week. Um, so yeah I'm kinda of stuck on that uh, other than that uh, we got uh, also your musical requests as well and also if you do have music well of course if you have musical requests uh, you can send them to um, I email which is uh, turbo at sonicstadium.org or you can send me a private message through the IRC chat room which uh, many people are residing this uh, evening hiding away from the, the bleak and uh, senseless real world that is out there because uh, we all know that the real, real world sucks. It sucks really bad. We don't know because it does. We live in it. It's dull. It's boring. But it's also full of chaos um but yes uh, people residing in there tonight we got joshu birdie mk rokonoik rokonoik now oh dear uh, Sponny, uh <laughs> break targets yeah that's kind of odd um d'artagnan fly fox tails uh, a guest of course um Kit, uh, Kitson, who's away. Uh, Miles Prower, Project Phoenix, Ring-Tailed Fox, Shade, Sonic AD, The Stiff. Yes, The Stiff. Uh, Tiki, Trigon, who's away. Turbo SSR. Hmm. Uh, Vigil. Uh, Wide and, uh... Ziggy Shadow Dust. Yes. Uh... I've gotten how the song goes, uh that's how much I feel just now. Yeah. Um So anyway, hope everyone's doing all right, having a good time sheltering themselves. Sheltering. Yes. Um But of course, uh there are a few things that I would like to say to you people to get your brain working because you see uh, the major gaming event that is going on just now is TGS, which is, of course, the Tokyo Game Show, uh, as many uh, games journalists and game fanatics uh, should know about. And uh, I'm just wondering, to those people who are actually listening just now, is uh, here, here's a question. For this event. Um, Do you think that TGS... Is really being taken seriously nowadays? Because frankly, I'm not seeing that many people actually going on and talking about it. Uh, I've heard there's some things that have been mentioned. And of course... It's... um, kind of odd that it's like it's not actually getting as much publicity that makes ex- actually expected from the Tokyo Game Show. I mean last year, last year's Tokyo Game Show got, excuse me, last year's Tokyo, Tokyo Game Show got loads of publicity, While this year it's not as big as it used to be. I wonder why is that? Um, if you have a, have any ideas, go ahead, send them. And also if you do have uh, any favourite bits of TGS that has actually been announced, Ie, the Sony conference that was just announced, and obviously Nintendo announcing a couple of things as well. If you've got any, you know, faves from TGS so far, then go ahead and speak your mind. Uh, again, either through email address or um, it's like fr- through the email address turbo at sonicstadium.org, or um, through the IRC IRC chat room. Talk about it. You know, have your say about uh, your feelings about TGS uh s o nine but yes um that'll be talked about later on in the show so why don't we crack on and uh get started with the show in terms of some music yes uh i would like some delicious fun- uh, delicious funky sounds from uh from the soundtracks of jet set radio yes uh okay uh of course Hideki Neginuma, uh, the techno god that he is. Uh, is he techno? Is it techno? I, I, I don't know what his profession is in the music industry, but I think he is techno. Uh, and here's his uh, song from Jet Set Radio, the original, Dreamcast original. Um, we have Rock uh, It On. It is actually a very bouncy track, actually. You know, it's like, mm. Yeah, so... But anyway, uh, enjoy this and I'll be on the other side for Turbo's, uh, well, Turbo Drive Live's uh, Sonic News Rewind. meows. So, enjoy and uh, be right back. meows, (laughs) meows, Why do I sound so odd? Yes. And welcome back, it's time for Sonic News Rewind on Turbo Drive Live on Second Sonic Radio. And yes, I am that talented for actually saying it that fast. See, no one's ever that fast when trying uh, introducing another segment, aren't they? They never say it in that, that fast of aspect, obviously. Because they've never had as much practice as me. Hehehe. <laughs> but anyway... <clears throat> Uh, Sonic news. Well, not much actually has been hitting on the front. There have been a couple of like, you know, uh, rumors. I always hate rumors, uh, mainly because it's all, it's all speculation, of course. Um, and I just hate it how it's just, you know, all speculation about things. The noise, the crap out of me. So yeah, but uh, nevertheless. There is uh, some actually kind of good news, I don't know if it's great news, but uh, probably good news. Good news for those merch fans, Uh, we're talking about you T-Bird, with uh, the new uh, partnership with Mad Cats uh, and Sega to license uh, new accessories with the license. Uh, which is kind of odd uh, being that Mad Cat's a controller you know uh, a third party controller peripheral company is teaming up with Sonic uh, or Sega of America anyway this t- and, at this case um, and uh, licensing you know licensing you know Sonic uh, like Sonic related stuff which is kind of odd and it's like hold on you know it's like, how does this work? <laughs> it's like, are they just gonna slap Sonic's mug onto a 360 controller or things? I mean, well, personally myself, I haven't actually seen a 360 controller, so that's kind of odd. And plus, in fact, actually, here's the thing: I haven't actually seen a free, free, a third-party controller for any format of this recent generation, being out of Wii, PS3, and Xbox 360. I have not seen another controller. I might have seen an Xbox 360 controller, but I might have been high at the time. I wish I didn't said that. But uh <clears throat> uh with uh, the likes of Madcats, Cats, they haven't actually made a contr- well, from my recollection, no they haven't made a con- uh, well, a uh, a proper controller that of the same style of the official controllers for the f- three major formats that are out there right now. So It's kind of confusing Um, what Sonic related uh, Sonic the Hedgehog branded accessories that they'll be making for uh, the major consoles it begs the question Uh, uh, uh. (sighs) excuse me Uh, fatigue getting to me again of course uh, that is all related to this week's uh, you know what was it uh, Christ. Aye, Turbo's first impressions, yes. But yes, uh, other than that, uh, we have this, this little, uh, this rumor going on about um documents talking about the PlayStation Network, Sony, Sega and Sony meeting up uh to discuss um you know things about uh. Uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing DLC, and apparently Dreamcast games on the PlayStation Network. Now, personally, myself, um, uh, we knew. It. Well, I knew from a uh, from talking to uh, Steve Lysed, uh, who is the um, executive producer of uh, sonic and sega all-stars racing we were having a t- uh, we were having a talk off camera of uh, th- uh you know the certain things and whatnot and he was going on saying that uh, the ps uh, obviously sonic sonic and Sega all-stars racing is uh, apparently gonna be you know the the flagship title that they're focusing on for the high definition versions is the ps3 the ps3 version so that's why there was a th- ps3 build At uh, Summer Sonic uh, 2009, uh, than you know, than a 360 version. Um, So you know, that kind of like, you know, thinks about the whole like DLC thing in this thing. But um, Dreamcast games on PS PlayStation Network, and also talking about a new uh, uh, compilation called Sonic Anniversary now personally myself um yeah I don't think there would be anything more so in the terms of like you know Sonic related games that they can put on uh, Blu- uh like you know into a compilation as such again because they've done the Mega Drive games they've done the Game Gear games they've done uh, pretty much any and all classics, except for, of course, Knuckles Chaotix, uh, which is not really a Sonic title in general, it's a spin-off, and the arcade game Sega uh, Sega Sonic the Hedgehog. Those are the only games that have not been released on a compilation or console whatsoever, any other console that they've not previously been on. Uh, so yeah, um... It's questionable, this, of course. It's um, questionable if this is uh, all a deal that's actually all in fruition with uh, Sega and Sony. So, if it is indefinitely... If it is true that uh, there is going to be stuff happening, I might as well... uh, Well, it, it will actually lead me into buying a PS3. Possibly, maybe, but... Overall, uh, I don't know. It's um, still a questionable thing. I mean, uh, it again. Obviously, it's only rumor and whatnot. And if they do, yeah. You know, uh, excuse me. Um, if they do make a uh, another compilation game involved in the Sonic franchise um, what what else can they put on it that's not from the Mega Drive games or uh any uh, like any console predating uh the GameCube era being now like Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Adventure and you know all the all the other kind of like more well like uh pre well like Post millennium kind of uh, games, like you know, everything after the millennium, you know, um, I mean, you can't really. I personally myself, I don't actually see those games being put onto a compilation. If you uh, if you ask me, you know, it's just question, It's just questionable. Um, I mean, I don't. I don't think anyone would like to relive Shadow the Hedgehog on a PlayStation uh, PlayStation Three Blu-ray format again. Uh, or Sonic Riders for that matter. Um but yeah. It's kind of hard to understand this uh this document that was uh, leaked. So yeah. Only time will tell, of course. Personally myself in this like Sonic Anniversary is not really a good title, to say. I mean, obviously, what's the anniversary, when's the anniversary, this, you know, anniversary is set for? Is it going to be for Sonic's 20th anniversary? Oh, yeah, definitely a good idea, Sega. Launch Sonic's 20th anniversary uh, with partnerships with Sony, who are currently not in the top spot right now. You know, it's uh, not a good idea. I would have thought teaming up with Xbox uh, with the uh, with Microsoft would have been a better idea, but uh, seeing that you wanted to do that, fair enough. Or even Nintendo, you know, you could have done something with Nintendo, you know, would have been good. But uh, nope, again, nope, not happening. But Anyway, uh, I think I think those were the only kind of like pieces. Well, this is from Sonic. Uh, SonicStadium.org, of course, but I think there was also yes, uh, two new. Well, actually, I think four new, uh, three or four. I can't remember. Uh, new Mario and Sonic at the win- Olympic Winter Games. Uh, uh, like tra- uh, gameplay trailers, and it's like you know, got snowboarding, like ice events, blah blah. It's all oh, this this that and next thing and also dream events as well it's like uh, dream snowball fighting L- <laughs> thrilling um it's quite thrilling yes very but uh nevertheless <sighs> sorry <laughs> again fatigue <laughs> what do you guys say program saying, it's like, wake up, you <laughs> <crazy person."> uh, <laughs> yes, uh, right. So anyway, not many people are actually talking tonight. Of course, no one does. It's uh, the regular, uh, regular thing that kind of, like, happens in you know, the show, where, obviously, I give you a subject, and yet you do not talk about it, or v- you do it very, very, very wee, little, little bit, so, yeah, <clears throat> I was talking about TGS, and I was like, you know, what what's people's reactions to TGS, what caught their eye, what's whatnot, and no one's actually saying anything, so far, Pre- Project Phoenix is just saying that the, you know, um... The kind of like fall in popularity of TGS is probably E eight E three syndrome, uh, and uh, you know Ziggy is saying that uh, he does he doesn't think so he uh, he just thinks that uh, the event is just very quiet this year, yeah, which is probably probably correct. It's like uh, it probably is a little quieter being that that there's not again it's not as hard hitting for this year's game lineup as such but uh I don't know it's uh it's kind hard to put your uh, put your finger on it you know um well yes i would like an honest opinion of course uh mainly if you want my opinion on the sony's conference about sony's stupid ass motions motion control (laughs) i think it's absolutely ridiculous you know um and i actually do agree with uh, uh project phoenix there uh it is rather dickish that uh Uh, In a way that they announced a 250 gigabyte machine. Off the slim uh, version. of the slimline. Already just after its release. Honestly. Sony. What the hell. I mean. It's bad enough that you're releasing this. Soon to be dead machine. The PSP Go. Uh, you know, for an extortion amount of money, I can uh, tell you, and it's going and just to, just to basically, you know, we we know we uh, basically I can tell you now. We can definitely know that, uh, you know, the PSP Go is a waste of money, a waste of resources, a waste of tech it's basically what the PSP should have been from the get go really it was but uh, it's just too late because the the market knows that the PSP has been out for as long you know it's been out for a while now you know and just making a 1.5 version of it with no UMD uh, with no uh, I, UMD drive in it um th- there's no point because the you know the second gen the second generation of the PSP is probably in development and they're probably going to be re- revealing it very soon so there's no point in having the PSP go around you know it's only out there for the tech heads and i can tell you there's not many tech heads out there anymore not many people who squ- uh, squandered the money for the greatest tech technology that's around there and have it on display or use it or whatever um... but yeah oh we're getting a conversation now here Um, uh... what was it talking about uh... the the new slimline um, being like a thirty pound difference to just compete Compete against uh, Microsoft Super Elite. Uh, uh, what was it? it? Oh, Ziggy's talking about the free six. Uh, Xbox's price drops. Uh a hundred pounds. Microsoft gave those who bought the machine pretty the price what? Given one hundred pounds worth for accessories and games, I think the only redeeming feature of, of, is the comic book reader. <coughs> <coughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, obviously, Project Phoenix saying that uh, the PSP, uh, the PSP Go is probably redeem, you know, redeem feature has only a one, one only, uh, has only one redeeming feature for those people who are, uh, comic book, uh, comic book readers. Um, uh, I hardly, <laughs> I couldn't hardly seen that, but hey, you know. But yeah, I just personally just don't see the PSP being successful at all. Especially at the price point that it is over here in the UK. Uh, being that it's well over £200. And, you know, it it's, it's just got no real fit. And plus, plus, it also uses a brand new, it, it uses a different SD card uh, system as well. So that means you have to buy newer memory for it as well if you ever if and this is the big if if you run out of hard drive space with uh, the uh, memory that you get built into the machine so uh, it kinda sucks um... and per, per, like uh... obviously sony's I still hate the design, I just hate it where, you know, the HD company, like, even Microsoft, even, I'm still pissed off at Microsoft trying to, is who is falling in suit with uh, Nintendo, and also Sony's guilty of the same thing, trying to make their own motion sensor controls, and I also, uh, I'm also pissed at Capcom for introducing what's known as a, a director's cut to Resident Evil 5 only to find out that it's it's not really a director's cut, it's just basically the same fucking game, only util- utilising the new motion controls of the PS3. Which is bollocks! Absolutely fucking bollocks and a waste of time and money. I mean, Resident Evil 5 was, you know, it was successful enough, you didn't have to squandle its success with a gimmick like that. I mean, there was no point. Why was there any point in anything like that to repackage? Oh, okay, fair enough. They only did, they did this once with Resident Evil Four, and it worked mainly because the the control system was already implemented, but. For the high 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 definition consoles like you know PS3 and Xbox 360, they didn't have that, so they had to go back to controller setups, which is fine. But don't, for the love of Christ, put it on the same format again, just with the uh, with the different control scheme. That is bollocks. I'm sorry, that is absolutely fucking bollocks. You know, the reason why Resident Evil Four was actually very intuitive in its design it's because that the wii motion Nunchuck was the primary control setup the regular joypad was the secondary setup and i don't well i can't remember off the top of my head if the if resident evil 4 wii edition actually had the regular format of con- uh, the regular com- control format i think it only just had the uh, you know the wii motion controls as its only setup but uh, no it still begs 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 the question to capcom why why in god's name did you have to do that why in god's name did you have to utilize a system that you didn't need to do in on the ps3 version of the same fucking game it just does not make any sense and it's not really a director's cut so far there's no information about any extra features or any extra chapters or any extra content whatsoever it's just gonna be the same fucking game only with a different control scheme which is bullcrap absolutely fucking bullcrap it's a waste of your hard-earned cash that you just recently got from a a good hit I might add Resident Evil 5 did actually fairly well I believe I do believe I've it sold very well if not then there's definitely some serious problems and Race, racist uh uh you know uh racist uh you know kind of like uh, propaganda propaganda aside uh it still did very fairly well you know i mean it had a lot on its it had a lot on its back but seriously do you think any person i now answer truthfully capcom would you think that any person will be buying a game that has director's cut, and the only features that it has is just a different control scheme. Me, personally, I do not see that happening. I mean, with Resident Evil 4, you fought sensible. You just took one version of a game, combined it with another version of the game, and made it a complete game. Being that of the GameCube version of Resident Evil 4, the PS2 version of... Resident Evil 4 with its extra content and extra costumes and whatnot, put them together and implement a new and simple control scheme on a uh, on a you know you know uh, innovative co- console, and there you go. That was Resident Evil 4 Wii Edition, right there. With Resident Evil 5 Director's Cut on the PS3, you're just taking the same bloody game and just implementing a control s- scheme. There's nothing extra with it. Unless you're gonna get Versus modes unlocked straight away with the Director's Cut, then fair enough. But other than that, that's a pile. That's just a waste of fucking money. You know? Seriously, that's just a waste of time and effort. You could have used. Use your. That time for. Uh. For more. More time to think of a new IP or something like that, or think of other financial plans for the Resident Evil series, rather than trying to implement a brand new control scheme on the same format that you just released on. It's just bollocks, it really. It is. Um, but yeah, that was an announced That was an. Uh, uh, that was an announcement at TGS that I was just seriously pissed off at. Um, it just really, really did my head in. Um but anyway. Um other things that TGS I can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I do know that there has been new footage of Dead Rising two that I'm interested in seeing, but I haven't actually seen it yet, so I'm willing to, you know, try to find that. I did know uh I did find out that Frank um uh, Frank West from the first Dead Rising will be making an appearance in Tac Ta- 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 tassaniku oh fuck it it's the new Capcom versus game is i sound like bloody uh you know bruce Forsythe. anyway um tassinoku uh, there we go that, tassinoku uh versus capcom um um you know, it's like with Frank West being on the Capcom side. I'm actually quite... Uh, I'm quite intrigued with the game now. If it does actually get a UK release here... So far it's only got a US release, but I don't know if there's any UK release whatsoever. But, um, you know, I'll be I'll be intrigued of uh, how he fares in uh, the fighting game. I know Jill Valentine made, made an appearance in Cap- uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2... And I was intrigued with that. But I wasn't intrigued enough to actually get the game. Mainly because it's very technical. Being that you have to do crazy moves and combos and blah, blah, blah. But... uh, And I I still don't own it on my Xbox 360, on Xbox Live Arcade, or even on my Dreamcast. Although I did have the chance to try to buy buy one. But, of course, I failed miserably. Um, But anyway, I digress. Uh, With other things other things that were coming from TGS, I can't really think of any, any one thing that kind of caught my mind, but it was basically Sony's conference, also Nintendo's conference as well. They've actually announced a new... Button. Now, I'm also pissed off at Nintendo right now because here in the UK, they did a price hike off the console for for like retailers, and then suddenly they changed their mind about four or six months... Later down the line, to introduce a new bundle with Wii Sports Resort and a Wii Motion Plus and whatnot with the console, and put it back to the price at what which it was originally at, being that of 100, 180 quid. Nintendo, what is the fucking point? If you're just going to make a fucking price hike and then suddenly just change your mind and bundle it with a different game, with a different setup, and a you know. And going back to the original price point, what was the fucking point? Seriously, tell me. I mean, was there any point in whatsoever for Nintendo to just have that stupid marketing plan of for for the retailers here in the UK? I mean, the retailers must be furious at this at you know this unmanageable setup that they have in in the retail. ...you know, here in the UK. I don't know what the hell's going wrong with Nintendo... ...Nintendo here in the UK... ...or Nintendo of Europe for for that matter. They must be on drugs. I seriously think they're on drugs. In some... ...they must be smoking some sort of paraphernalia. You know... ...in some sort of device. I just cannot fathom how... ...idiotic they've just... ...you know... ...what their plans are in the market for the UK it just makes no sense it it just boggles the fucking mind i mean come on it just it just doesn't make any sense at all if you can make any sense of it and you can give me a straightforward simple uh, simplification of why nintendo is doing this then be my guest and make it te- uh, and make it as you know uh brain savvy as possible because frankly if you cannot make any sense and put it into a sensible context and intelligent context of how how this all fathoms out then don't bother because i'll just instantly just go that is bullshit uh, so yeah uh other than that, I don't think there was anything good from TGS that I've actually. Like, oh, well, maybe New Super Mario Bros. getting a release date of November, but we all knew that already, didn't we? I mean, it was scheduled to be in November. No no questions asked. But, uh... Yeah. It, it just doesn't... It doesn't make any sense. But, uh... Okay, maybe Phoenix, Phoenix, uh, Project Phoenix actually has a good point there, being that... Uh, uh, the general idea was to raise it for Christmas, so they can gain more sale, uh, sales out of the proprietors of, you know, uh, you know, the PS3 and Xbox 360 competing with prices. But because obviously their plans was to lower the prices of their consoles. But here's here's also a thing as well. Microsoft was also guilty of the fact that they were also raising their arcade consoles. Yes, the arcade consoles was rising in prices as well. Uh, you know, uh, which I actually don't think has actually happened now. I've, um, I've, uh, what was it, put through a couple of arcades, and they're still... Now, these are special arcades, mind, mind you. These are arcades with a copy of Sega's Sega Superstars Tennis, and they are at uh, 100, 140? £140, £140. Was what what was advertised for the price hike of Microsoft's con- arcade consoles? It was going to be 170 quid, or 160 quid. I can't remember. But still, that's quite a difference in price. Um, and I'm s- still wondering when that will actually take an effect because it, that was announced quite a while ago. So yeah, it kind of you know kind of doesn't make any sense just now. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and I can definitely agree that the we hasn't hasn't actually sold as strongly since that price hike for no for good reason obviously. Um uh, cuz you know, the market don't does well, basically, let's just get it out there. The market doesn't like price rising ever in anything. Petrol taxes um uh, Alcohol, cigarettes, everything, everything that's taxed here in the UK, they never like it to go up. Although sometimes with people who have addictions to certain things, i.e. smoking and drinking, they'll still buy it no matter what because it's something that they would like to have or like to use or whatever. But it wasn't the case for, you know, Nintendo's Wii, obviously, because uh, a lot of, by the time, you know, it got, like, announced and whatnot. It's like, I think people already... A lot... Well, a majority... The majority of people already owned one, I think. I don't know what the ratio of uh, households uh, to Nintendo Wii consoles uh, is just now, but, uh, you know... it's, uh, it's, It's probably getting to the point where, obviously, there should be at least one console in every household or something like that i don't know but uh i may be exaggerating a little bit there but uh it still feels like that it has it, it feels like that the amount of sales that in the uk there should be at least like uh one uh one we in half of the populations of uh, half of the pop population of the uk uh, households you know so or maybe a little more than that uh but um it's still question. Uh, it's it's still a bad idea because if there's still people who haven't gone Wii and they find out that it's two hundred quid rather than a hundred and eighty quid, then they're not going to buy it. Mainly, for, mainly, mainly for the cost that they want to get it at the same. Pr- Excuse me, they want to get it at the same price as everyone else had, and of course the price was a hundred and eighty. So now that my, uh, Nintendo have actually made sense of their fucking mistake. Then they've rectified it by saying, "Okay, we're sorry. We're gonna put it down to, uh, we'll put it back to the price. But here, we'll give you a bonus. We'll give you the updated version of uh, Wii Sports Resort. We're not gonna give you the Wii Sports uh, original anymore. From what I'm hearing, uh, anyway, I think they've just replaced Wii Sports Res- uh, Wii Sports for, for Resort, and give you a Wii Motion Plus to get uh, get you an early start in uh, playing all those new games with the Wii Motion Plus, eh?" Um, that's so far in my idea, anyway. And of course, Nintendo don't doesn't ha- uh, say anything about their black version of the console hitting anywhere else in the u, uh, you know, in the world. Uh, I mean, it's only released in Japan. There's nothing more. Uh, so it begs the question: Why Nintendo? Why are you beating around the bush? Simply as, yes. you know, because. <laughs> You're li- literally you're doing the exact same scheme uh for the UK that you did with the Super Nintendo. You know, you're drafting us. You're drafting the UK market and you're not giving it the proper proper recognition it deserves. And frankly, you don't give two shits about it. So, there you go. That's that's my personal preference because over here in the UK, Nintendo doesn't give squat about the UK. You know, the UK market. They focus on the bigger markets. And, of course, the bigger market is in the States. And, of course, the figures tell it all. But still. It still doesn't excuse the fact that they fucked that up. But anyway, I'm talking too much. I'm uh, talking too much about the subject. I totally deviated from TGS to ranting about Nintendo. Only on turbo drive live people only on turbo drive life so anyway with that said, let's get on to a another another music track to transcend us into uh, transcend us into i I, I don't know what I'm on but' uh, we'll, it'll take us into uh, the next segment turbo Switch Impressions, which I'll probably go through very briefly hopefully fingers crossed because i don't think i want to bore you people any more so than i have l- as of late uh we've got to attract that you know not many people actually talk about anymore julian k waking up from shadow the hedgehog not many people talk about it i personally think it's actually all right so uh yep yeah, here you go julian k waking up shadow the hedgehog enjoy Time for Turbo Source Impressions on Turbo Drive Live, only on Circuits Sonic Radio, and of course, I'm not going to be around the bush, it's Halo D S T. yeah, I know, uh, <laughs> that's the game I'm going to be talking about this week, yeah, I know, I know, you, you you expect me to bash bash around and just not talk about the title until I actually feel like you're on a climactic Rage, but no, you honestly don't know me. Um, You honestly wouldn't think that, uh, you know what, he's not going to be around the bush of this. He's got to talk about Halo ODST, no matter what. I mean, come on. It was obvious. So, yeah. I got myself Halo ODST on Tuesday, and uh, I've been playing it for a while, and now what do I think about it? Well... It's okay. Um, It's not a bad game. And it's not a cheap cop-out. Because of course. There has been some level of depth into it. Um, It only depends on your perspective. Uh, I know that there has been a lot of criticism with the game. Being that people have been completing the game in less than three hours. Um, Now I don't know about if people have been playing it on the easiest difficulty or they've been playing it on the medium difficulty or the hardest difficulty me personally i played it on the for my first playthrough on the hardest difficulty that was available being that of legendary because i am a badass and i wanted to be able to get all the achievements in pretty much oneer uh and i pretty much did uh well the single player anyway. Uh being that I knew that I would get the most out of most out of my game if I put it at the low you know, at the biggest difficulty that I can set it up to and try to do all the hidden stuff as well, including uh all the collectibles that was available in the game. And uh well, you know. I personally think it paid off. You know, I mean there there are two games that are out just now that are at the same price just now. Uh being that for you know with uh ODST which is at thirty four ninety nine or thirty five pounds and there's another game that came out not too long ago, Wet, which is also thirty five pounds. Now, picture this. Which game would you actually prefer if you had, say, a lust for multiplayer action and a single player campaign as well? Personally, I would have gone for ODST. Why? Because it does offer you more more for your value. I mean, you know, hear me out. You get two discs with it. The first one being ODST, a straightforward ODST game. And with that you get a campaign which to many people say that it's mainly 3 to 4 hours. Me I played it on Legendary um, for about what, um, maybe 6 to 8 hours? Possibly ten hours, depending uh, depending of how many how long that I actually played on it, uh, because I was on. I didn't actually complete the game until like later on in that on that evening, uh, going into the late morning, in fact. Uh, so it, it it was quite quite a long haul. Uh, it was definitely it didn't. It, I can tell you now, it didn't feel like. Four, it didn't feel like 3 hours it felt more like 7 or 8 um, and it probably was 7 or 8 hours or possibly even more maybe going in up to as much as 10 hours because i can tell you now i was dying quite a quite a lot with on legendary and there was there was, there was points in the game where i was just basically low on ammo and low on health that i was seriously looking everywhere to find a, a decent weapon so i can take out you know as much covenant as possible with a good, strong weapon, and of course, I eventually got that, yeah eventually uh, and really, I just don't see anything else i mean i can't i I can't think people can criticise this game for its short length campaign where its main focus is actually its multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer that you actually get with it. First off, the multiplayer that you get in the first disc of ODST is a co-op mode being that of Firefight. And many people remember, you know, talking about Firefight and all the kind of like vid docs and whatnot that has been released on the internet. Now, of course, many people can just say that Firefight is just horde mode without without the fifth man um and personally you don't need the fifth man really for firefight because you've got other things that are helpful like vehicles yes you can drive vehicles in some of the maps that are big enough for you and that's another thing the maps are much bigger than of course the horde maps that are you know available in gears of war 2 you know Plus, I actually find Halo Three much more enjoyable than Gears of War Two. Uh, well, Halo Three ODST. Um, well, in terms of like horde, horde and firefight, I actually like firefight more. Mainly because it drops the fifth man. It doesn't have, you know, uh, you know, such a small array of enemies. You know, because what you got, you got drone, well, basically the f- the first three enemies that you get are pretty much variations of the same enemy. you got drones, Therons and whatnot, but they just have different weapons. Uh, while as with uh, obviously with Halo 3, you've got different arrays of enemies. you got grunts. Okay, you've got like three versions of the grunts, fair enough, but you do have other characters including jackals, brutes, chieftains, Okay, chieftains are brutes, but, uh... Anyway, I'm kind of, like, getting off of the point. Uh, but it's also, like, Firefight introduced bigger kind of things, like the Wraiths, you know, and Banshees in some levels. You know, using a Banshee in a level, that's pretty good. Um... But, yeah, uh... But of course, who, people who don't like multiplayer's isn't aren't, gonna enjoy, aren't going to enjoy ODST because ODST is pretty much three quarters multiplayer. Uh, being that you got firefight, and plus on the second disc that comes with the game is the Halo Three multiplayer experience, the ultimate multiplayer experience, where you've got every single map that was released, and three that haven't actually been released on Xbox Live Marketplace at all. I don't even know if they do get released on Xbox Live Marketplace. I know that they were exclusive uh, like three maps that were exclusive on uh Halo Wars. Um what did eventually come out on uh, Xbox Live or, uh Xbox Live Marketplace, but what's to say about these other three maps that are a bit uh, that would come out on you know, Marketplace. Maybe maybe they won't release them on marketplace based on the fact that it's on ODST and you could just get them get them to get this thirty pound uh, thirty five pound game, you know. Now personally myself, I don't know why that this game is actually costing sixty dollars in the states. Being that sixty dollars is the same price tag as Gears of War two, or even uh, or even worse, uh, you know. Other kind of like uh, top name titles like of course like Metal uh, you know uh, not Medal of Honor uh, Call of Duty World at War. I'm surprised that it's at sixty dollars over here. Thirty five quid isn't that much, isn't that bad? In fact, thirty five pounds is actually um, the same price as a third party Wii title. I mean, honestly, I seriously don't know why people are actually. Bitching about the price in in the states, well, oh, oh, okay, maybe, uh, maybe that the price in the states is very, very, very stingy, but uh, here in the UK, by God, is the pricing actually very good? I mean, thirty five quid, thirty five quid for a brand new sub, you know, uh, you know, okay, maybe a, uh, you know, a new campaign, uh, with lots of multiplayer, uh, s- uh capabilities on it, uh. Being out of you know the new firefight for ODST and the full Halo 3 multiplayer experience uh, on another disc which is playable by the way of course it's not like da- it's not like an installed disc where you just install it onto your hard drive and then play the original Halo 3 to access all, its, all of its content no it's a completely different disc in its own right it's got every single map on it and Really, I just don't know. And plus, you can actually gain achievements from the from Halo Three that are multiplayer achievements, of course, uh, in this separate disc. You know, and that's how good it is. That uh, you can you can pretty much trade in your copy of Halo Three towards towards ODST, and you'll still get the multiplayer experience as long as you've completed all the single player stuff, uh, including including like Vidmaster. Uh, the Vidmaster Challengers that was uh, introduced quite a while quite uh, quite a while back uh, then there's no point of uh, holding your copy of Halo 3 uh, your original copy of Halo 3 if you just like the multiplayer you can just trade in Halo 3 get and put it towards ODST and just play the multiplayer from ODST's disc it's that simple you know Um, so really you know I don't see why people are actually, you know, uh, complaining about ODST Uh, being that. Yeah, fair enough. It's basically Bungie's um, marketing plan, saying that uh, what was it? It's Halo, only with ODST slapped on it. You know, it's like uh, they just renamed Halo with ODST at the uh, at the bottom of it. Fair enough, that's, that's how I see it, because it does utilise s- system s- uh, schematics from the first one, being that of health gauges, uh, into this game, and again, it actually does it very well, in where you, you have a shield bar, but it's known as a stamina meter, and uh, if the screen goes red, obviously your stamina is so low that you can actually lose health. And once you regain your stamina, obviously the screen isn't red anymore. And that's you ready for another, you know, ready to go out and try it. But of course, your health still remains uh, at a damaged state if it was damaged. So you have to find health packs for them, which you can find, you know. Um, And that's what I liked in the original Halo, you know. And... Being able to have that system implemented again back here in uh, in ODST, I actually like it. I actually like it a lot. Now also, one other thing that I like from ODST is the weapons. And one in particular weapon I love, and I seriously think that is possibly one of the greatest weapons ever in video game history. It's the silenced pistol. Now it's not even really silence. It's not really a silence pistol because it actually does impact a lot of kind of like sound from it. But other than that, it's possibly one of the greatest weapons I have ever used in a game ever. Seriously, I mean the the that that handgun, that pistol, is the most powerful pistol in the planet. I mean and the, and the most accurate, I I might say, because Halo 3 the Halo 3 pistol is shite. Whereas with the old EST pistol it is much more accurate, It is much more precise, and it's much more deadlier. I mean, hell, one shot, one shot off a you know off a unshielded you know Covenant head, and they're down. That's it, headshot, bam, right in the kisser and they're down like a, uh, they're out like a light, and, you know, personally, I just think that that is probably the best weapon ever in a game, I ha I pretty much use it and in- I pretty much have that as my primary weapon half of the time, for taking out grunts and jackals, um, and of course, I use a second, uh, obviously, I use a secondary technique of having either a plasma rifle, uh, or plasma pistol or a plasma rifle uh, to help take out brutes. Or, you know, where obviously one of the achievements in the game is obviously using a plasma uh, using over using an overcharge uh, plasma pistol uh, on a brute, taking off taking down their shields and then shooting them in the head with a uh, with a pistol shot. And you get- if you get do that ten times, then you get an achievement, you know, which is cool. Um, But, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, yeah, what else can I talk about? I mean, it's like, personally, I just talked about the whole thing. I mean, the only thing that I haven't talked about is uh, the story and uh, the presentation of it. Uh, The story, you know, it's based between 2 and 3, you know, Halo 2 and Halo 3, Um, you play from the the start at least uh, as the rookie and the good thing again a good thing about the rookie is that he has no personality being that that you you personally the player are in his shoes you are this person who has been dropped into hell who is suddenly broken away from his team and trying to find out where his team is now, personally, I like that kind of, like, storyline. Because it gives you the realization that you are playing a part of this character. And you're going to play as this character. And you're going to play it as his emotions, as his feelings, as, as his, you know, his, his whole personality in this game. And you can act like it, you know, to the enjoyment of actually playing as him. So, that's how I see it when, whenever a character is introduced... And he has no backstory he has he has no dialogue he doesn't talk he doesn't he doesn't emote that much emotion basically because it leaves you to add the emotion the add add the you know add the sayings add, add the lines of dialogue yourself. you can say wherever in that position, and that's why I like about games like that where it has a silent protagonist and you can say anything in in his shoes you know. And you can nod to agree other characters' dialogue and whatnot, uh, but yeah, you know that's what I like about uh, that character, the rookie, because you pretty much you are the rookie, you are playing this game for the first time, you know, and you are playing as a, uh, you are the rookie to this game type, uh, as such. But anyway. Um... So yeah, you dropped into New Mombasa to, you know, originally your, obviously your mission was to get onto the Covenant airship that was occupying New Mombasa. But of course that hit the uh, shit hit the fan, and of course you uh, got strand, you got you know, separated from your team. So things change. You go and search uh for your teammates in the dark 6 after uh, 6 hours after the drop that you made and try to find piece together uh all the things that have happened in new Mombasa you know and try to find people who are still alive and as you're going around and you're you're looking for locations of uh, people's you know uh you know beacons as well like uh, various part, parts of evidence of them being there, then uh, you get to relive their kind of like flashbacks as such, you know. And and it's in these flashback missions that it's obviously a little different. Uh, you don't get to be yourself. You get to be this person, other person, this a person, a character who has personality, who has his dialogue, who has his feelings and emotions and blah, blah, blah. So, you know. Kind of sucks, but uh, other than that, um, you know, I still like the campaign because it's actually a good filler. It's it's a nice filling. It's basically, ODST is like a is like a light. It's like a lunch, Um, basically, or it's it's like a a snack. It's a little snack in a meal. It's like you've got Halo One. The, the starter uh, and halo 2 uh, you know the uh, kind of like uh, uh you know like uh you know the well i well i wouldn't say halo 2 was the main course as such maybe it was an app again another appetizer but um no ODSt um definitely was that uh, you know uh, ...side dish as such... Um, ...in that menu. And Halo 3 was the main course. you know. But ODST definitely was... ...a very appeasing... ...you know, title. You know, uh, in terms of story storyline. And... ...the other thing that I love from ODST... ...is the soundtrack. I mean... ...God. I love... ...I love ODST's soundtrack. I mean... The atmospheric pieces in um, ODST, especially when you're at night, you're on your own, you're searching for, your, you know, you're searching for your teammates, and you hear the music in the background, and you're thinking, "Holy shit, this is bloody cool!" You know, it, it's like it's probably the most atmospheric music I've ever heard in anything, any media, for a good while. I mean. In music, well, in movies and games alike, it's like it's possibly one of the most captivating soundtracks ever. And of course, the indie, uh the you know, final level music, top notch as well. Nice guitar, orchestrated and whatnot, all all very well done. Um, so, and it's actually the soundtrack itself has actually, you know, the soundtrack off the game has actually. Made me thinking of getting the, the official soundtrack on CD on two dis- on a two, D, two disc CD set that'll be coming out next month. Uh, so, excuse me. So really, I I can't wait for that because um, uh, I would love to have a copy of that soundtrack uh, in my as a hard on hard disc because having it downloaded on my computer does it no justice at all and you know um that's that's why i got translation uh you know uh on hard disk because it does no justice at all for you know benley jones for me to download his music onto my hard drive Uh, i would rather actually get it from the cd itself um and the same with uh you know vo- uh, vocal the uh, what was it uh, uh faces to fate as well uh the soundtrack for sonic and the black knight i would l- uh, or the vocal track for sonic and the black knight i would love to have uh, i'd love to have that in my coll- uh, i would like like to have a hard copy of that uh available to me um as well as you know like downloadable stuff and whatnot but um no um it is actually good i mean the only thing that i did actually had concern of, concerns about was the open world of uh, ODST in the campaign where you're on the streets of Mo- new mombasa uh, and you're trying you're in the dark and you're s- searching away and basically it's a non-linear gameplay set because at one point i actually went to a went to a, a section in the game where uh i was reliving was, you know, doing a flashback mission in where uh, they were actually leaving the city and it wasn't the last it wasn't the last one I was doing uh, the last one I was doing was the one before it, which kind of make it a little odd, so really, uh, it was kind of stupid of me, but nevertheless I actually did eventually play, you know, play them through and play through all the missions and there you go. I was I was happy and just. So. Um, so yeah. Um, the other things, want to say is that basically if you are wanting to play this game, you have to have friends who are gonna ga- be playing it along with you, because without without having any friends who are gonna play along with you, you will not get all the achievements. And by this, I always. I obviously am talking about the stuff like um, the Vidmaster challenges that are in ODST, being that uh, of two very elusive ones one called Endure and the other one Deja Vu. Deja Vu is a clone of uh, uh, Vidmaster. Uh, well, it's a clone of the Vidmaster challenge that was in Halo 3, the one that was worth zero um, which is kind of stupid and uh, Project Phoenix yes, you're correct Um, that was something that I was talking about the other night uh, on Facebook Um, Um, yeah, it's like uh, Deja Deja Vu is just basically a clone of what Uh, a Vidmaster Challenge uh, achievement was in Halo 3, but on Halo 3, it was worth nothing. In ODST, it's actually worth 25 points. And with the ODST version, it's a little bit easier because um, it suggests suggests that uh, you have to go through the last mission of the game on Legendary with four players on Xbox Live with the skull iron on, mean that you, uh, if one of you dies, that means you have to go back to the last checkpoint, and uh, you cannot, you cannot ride in a warhog or a scorpion, and um, you're thinking, crap, that is bollocks. How the hell am I going to get past that? Well, the obviously the easiest thing to do is walk to the point where uh, there's like an underpassage you go into the underpassage and you find two mongooses two mongooses two mongus uh, mongitus or mongoose mongoose i think i think that's the pr- plural for it uh two mongooses uh, and four rocket launchers all with nine hundred and ninety nine shots nine hundred and ninety nine rockets how sweet is that i mean seriously how sweet is it being that you have four rocket launchers with nine hundred shots nine over nine hundred shots nine hundred rock over nine hundred rockets i mean how cool is that? To be able to have a weapon that has nearly in unlimited rockets. It's almost the it's fantastic. But of course, of course it's, it is there to actually lighten the load off you because of course when you look at the achievement um at the achievement's description <coughs> you're thinking to yourself how the hell... <laughs> How the hell am I supposed to get uh, get through this? You know. But anyway. Um, there's that, and the other one was called Endure. And that one's even just as tough, being that you have to play through Firefight mode with four players on Xbox Live on Heroic. Now, you're probably thinking... Uh, you're probably thinking that heroic. Okay, heroic. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. This fair enough. Um It's not too hard, is it? Wrong. Because obviously uh, with uh firefight, uh, it progressively activates activates skulls depending on which set you're playing through. And uh, the achievement endurer actually tells you to get to and pass set four in firefight on heroic with four uh, with a, a team of four players on Xbox Live, and I can tell you that is a challenge for any person. I mean, heroic alone is a challenge. Um, as for you know anything else it's like trying to do it on legendary trying to do the same thing on legendary would just be an absolute nightmare i mean with thing uh, obviously the skulls that activate on firefight do really test you and i mean it do does really test you so really yeah, it's all 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 under per- uh, you know a person's skill and personally myself i was lucky to have a team Team of very, very talented gamers. I can tell you that. And, uh, you yeah, know, it was pretty cool, you know. Uh, but, uh, nevertheless, I can tell you now that uh, those are two achievements that will definitely test your skill. And you definitely need to have a good team. You have to have a very good team to be able to accomplish those achievements. If not, then you're screwed. The only other vidmaster ch- uh, achievement that you can actually do on your own is uh, vidmaster classic, which uh, is uh, going through a level uh, solo on Xbox Live. You have to be connected to Xbox Live for this and uh, go through the level without shooting or killing anyone. Like, sh- uh, from, uh, you can't go through... a A game without throwing grenades or shooting anyone or killing anyone. You have to go through the game without killing anyone at all. You know, with or even try to shoot or try to throw grenades at all. So, and the easiest way of doing it is doing it on the mission Uplift, uh, you know, it's like uh, Uplift Reservoir or whatever. It's the... It's the second flashback mission. And... uh, Which... Where you play as Dutch. Who has the big Spartan laser on his back. uh, Or Spartan laser in his hand. And... With... What was it? With that... That one there. It is actually very easy, and uh, I was actually able to do that first time. I might add, um, with the fact that, of course, it's like uh, uh, I was I was able to see uh, a certain pattern that you can see online. You could like search for videos online for people actually doing it, and of course, people had a lot of lot of uh, uh, a a big advantage of playing through this game so they had a lot more skill and a lot more time to work on this so basically I was able to pick up from those tips very quickly so basically all you have to do in that mission is to get the warhog, get into it drive Well, and of course you have to do this in legendary as well so it makes it a little more difficult drive get get as far away as from the you know war zone as possible trying to dodge this that and the next thing uh, including choppers and wraiths and whatnot. Um, but as soon as you get out of there and, and you find a you know you find a ghost that is not being used whatsoever, take it. take that ghost and drive like there's no tomorrow. Um, and basically if you can get past it, fair enough, you are good. And of course, I was able to prove that myself. In fact, I actually, I can tell you now that when I completed it, completed the whole game on legendary by myself, I got one person saying that I was a very, I was so good. You know, I got I got a message from someone on my Xbox Live uh, list saying that I'm good and blah blah blah. But frankly, I just did. Why did? Yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't. It wasn't a big deal, really. You know, but I can tell you now that, uh, of course, I have all the VidMaster achievements that actually gets me recon on Xbox on multiplayer. I actually (laughs) now it's funny. I actually went onto Xbox Live, uh, what or Halo 3 multiplayer with recon on, and i got a few people going oh my god he's got recon oh my god and some people were going like oh it's like you know recon sucks it's not important anymore and frankly i just don't care uh, because uh, you know i got recon so what who cares you know um i just put it on just just to piss people off (laughs) i just love pissing people off um You know, it's like uh, with my accomplishments. Because with Halo 3, I actually did everything legit. Everything legit. Um, Okay, except for a couple of things. Uh, Being that uh, uh, on on some of the Halo 3 achievements, like getting overkill in a ranked match, I did that in an oddball match. Or I did that in a... What was it? Uh, A King of the Hill match. And, you know, people were nice enough to actually say, look, you okay, you want an overkill? Here you go. Here's your overkill. Enjoy. So, yeah, you know. I mean, some things I did actually get legit, like getting two uh, getting two kills in a row with a Spartan laser. I did that very easily. Uh, pe- just two people was going at it, uh, and I was able to charge my laser and kill both of them at the same time. I was lucky, you know. Um uh, but no, you know there are people who are actually kind and willing enough to actually play, uh, help help people get an achie- get achievements and whatnot, and uh, you know during games where kills don't actually physically count. So there you go. Uh, but anyway, enough about that. Um, but no, for the vidmaster ch- uh, vidmaster challenges, I did those. Legitly, and I earned recon, you know, the fair way instead of trying, trying to do this whole bullshit thing where you send a picture to everyone to s- send a picture to 10 other people, you know, and tell them to have them on, on your profile, blah blah blah. You know, that's bullshit, you know. So, yeah, anyway, overall, what do I say about ODST? Frankly, if you have old if you have Halo 3 already and you've completed all the campaign, I say trade it in, put it against ODST and there you go, you've still got your multiplayer experience of Halo 3, uh, Halo 3 in ODST. So really, I say if you're a fan of Halo 3, get ODST because it's not it's definitely not worthless, you know? It does add a little backstory to uh, backstory to the game, and it has you know extra you know maps that are not currently not available on Xbox Live Marketplace just now. So really, it's worth it, I think personally myself. So anyway, that's enough for me. I've talked about it enough, and being that not many people actually request music, that's the end of the show, people, and I'll be. Um, ending the show with one piece of music that was actually requested by a regular listener to the show. So, uh, obviously people are just ditching the show anyway. So. But anyway, I will bid you guys adieu as I play you out with Flying Battery Zone Act 1. Uh, from Sonic Three and Knuckles or Sonic and Knuckles, whichever you prefer. Which of course I was able to get two hundred uh achievement points very easily. Just as fast as T Bird, of course. He was able to get uh his easy two hundred. Uh not last night, I believe. Or the other night, I can't remember. But uh either way, you know, we're all under the same boat. Me me, T Bird, Earthheart I don't know if Phil actually has 200 yet so uh yeah uh, I think he needs to work on that yes but anyway um anyway flying battery zone act 1 from Sonic and knuckles so enjoy and of course don't forget you got shows this weekend you got um uh, uh, it's like uh, DJ Dandier on the at 11 p.m. on Saturday uh, the double hour with uh, Sonic Hour first on at uh, uh, six six p.m. and then Sonic uh, and uh, Radio Redux at seven p.m. Uh, then you've got um, Wednesday uh, Monday you've got uh, Biofra with uh, uh, Av Hijack. Uh, Wednesday you've got Erfurt Earth Boombox at nine uh and yeah that's pretty much it i believe i believe so so anyway i will leave you with uh, flying battery zone Act one for until next week same time same place 8 p.m friday this is turbo signing out thank you very much people Bye bye <laughs> drive line. Only on Sega Sonic Radio The number one source for Sonic music